Eight days later, when the baby was circumcised, he was named Jesus. The name given him by the angel even before he was conceived. His parents took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. At that time, there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him and had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. That day, the Spirit led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord as the law required, Simeon was there. He took the child in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace, as you have promised. Would you read this with me? I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations. And he is the glory of your people, Israel. Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them. And he said to Mary, the baby's mother, This child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall, but he will be a joy to many others. He has been sent as a sign from God, but many will oppose him. Waiting is relatively easy when you know when the end is. It's relatively easy to wait when you know when the waiting will be done up front. Uh, Kids, think about being at home and smelling cookies being baked in the oven, and you want to know when you can sink your teeth into that first one. Uh, that, that, that's ready to be, to be eaten. And you ask mom or dad, when, when, when can you eat them? And, and they just point to a timer and you can see the countdown going seven minutes and six minutes and you can just sort of make your way to when you can anticipate that first bite of the cookie. Or maybe you're traveling later tonight to grandma and grandpa's or mom's and dad's or aunt and uncle's house and, uh, or maybe you've already traveled and you've come here and uh, you've been asked that profound question by your kids. Are we there yet? And you try to give your kids some sense of time of when you'll make it to wherever you're going and you point out familiar sights and you see the exit sign and, and kids see some familiar sights that help them know they're almost there. Kids, you're in the room tonight, and, and likely you've been looking at some presents that have been under the tree for a couple days, maybe a couple weeks, and uh, you're pretty excited about ripping off and shredding off that paper to find out what's in that package. And you're anticipating, and you can't wait for Christmas Day. And you know that tomorrow, because all good Christians open their presents on Christmas morning, not Christmas Eve... <laughs> Or at least that's how I was taught. (laughs) But you can't wait. And you know, you've been counting down the days, haven't you? You've got an advent calendar, or you made those paper rings, and you've been just tearing them off every day. You've been counting them down, knowing exactly when all this waiting will be done, and Christmas Day will be here, and you can open your presents. Waiting is relatively easy when you know when the waiting will be over. But waiting is pretty difficult when you don't know where the end is. Uh, you know, like 
you know, moms, you remember you, you, you got pregnant and imagine going to the doctor's office and the doctor, he or she tells you that, you know, pregnancies nowadays go anywhere between nine months and nine years. So I don't know when the baby's going to come and <laughs> you like a due date, right? I mean, nine months is long enough. Nine years, you're probably having like one kid. I know my wife wouldn't have had four. We'd like to know when the waiting is going to be done. But waiting is very difficult when you don't know when it's going to be over. We've been in a series here at Sam Alliance now for several weeks talking about the songs of Christmas. Uh, There's no other event in world history that has inspired so much music as Christmas has, the birth of Christ. And we've been looking at some of those original songs that are found in Scripture because when the news was getting out about a Messiah that was born in Bethlehem, people burst out in the song. And we looked at Mary's song. Uh, and, and we saw that it's a song of revolution of God turning things upside down. And we looked at a song sung by uh, Zechariah who sang a song of destiny over his nation and over his son, John the Baptist. And uh, I just finished reading the, the song sung by Simeon. And it's a song of, of salvation, of, of waiting for salvation. In fact, you could call it the song of a waiter. And he's been waiting. Israel has been waiting a very long time, decades, centuries, for this Messiah to come and free them from the oppression that they have been under. They, they've been waiting. There, there hasn't been a timer counting down the minutes for them. There have not been familiar sights for them to know that it's almost here. There, there is no date on the calendar that says this is when the Messiah will be born. They didn't know. They just waited with expectation. And waiting is very difficult when you don't know when the waiting will be over. But then this guy named Simeon has an unusual experience with the Holy Spirit and God tells him that, that he won't take his last breath until his eyes have seen the Messiah. We don't know when he had this experience with God, whether it was when he was in his 20s or his 30s. We do know that at the temple head, he's, he's an older man. But he's been waiting a long time, hoping, trusting, you ever been there where someone promises you something or you sense that God's promised you something and, and you're believing, you're, 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 you're trusting that it's true and yet as time goes on, your hope begins to get a little fragile and, and, then, and that, that metal of your belief is tested by the elements of doubt and cynicism and you wonder if you heard right, you wonder if it's ever going to happen and you start asking the when questions. When? And could it be that, that it's not so important that all those hopes are fulfilled? Could it be that what is most important is who we are, who I am becoming as I wait? Who am I becoming as I wait for God to come through on what he's promised? Simeon has been waiting. He's described as righteous and devout. I don't know what was in his mind or what he pictured when he, when he would set his eyes on the Messiah. Did he, did he picture a teenager? Did he picture a grown man? Did he picture fanfare? Did he picture a, a horse? What, what did he picture? We don't know, but what we do know is that when Mary and Joseph walked into the temple carrying their baby, Simeon knew the waiting was done. And he held the Messiah in his arms and says to God, take me home. I've seen everything 
I've ever wanted to see because the Messiah has come as a light for the Gentiles and to rescue Israel. The Messiah came to save. And the Messiah still saves. Most of us in this room are gathered here celebrating Christmas because we know the saving grace of the Christ child. We know that because of Christmas, because of God invading earth by sending his son, we've been given life. And that's why we sing. And that's why we keep telling the story over and over again. Because we just can't help it.